Good morning. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Join us today at St. Adalbert Church as we pray benediction and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. The Blessed Sacrament is exposed for adoration in the sanctuary for in-person or live stream on our YouTube channel. Blessing of Animals is today at 2 p.m. in parking lots of both churches. Though the formal requirement for masking has been lifted, we invite you to make your own choice to continue masking and or social distancing. Assisting us today as lectors are Judy Baker and Irene Hearn, Francis Casillo, Krisha Kubiak. Our altar server is Andrew Russin. Our interpreter is Diana Saunder Conley. I'm your cantor, Ken Godek. Our organist is Bill Brinzer. And our celebrant is Father Michael. Please remain seated throughout the entire Mass so that the interpreter may be seen. Please join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, number 613 in the Blue Hymnal. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Be with your spirit. Again, welcome everyone, especially those who are visiting, especially those who may be here because of baptisms after Mass today. As we're gathering, we continue to journey with Jesus in Luke's gospel on the way to Jerusalem. And we continue to journey with one another, 
deepening our understanding of what it means to be his follower, his disciple. We know how sometimes we literally cry out to the Lord in the midst of our struggles. And so as we begin this liturgy, we turn to the Lord for grace and mercy. Lord Jesus, you are son of God before all ages. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you were born in time, person like us. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, you lead us on the way to your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, have mercy on us, forgive us of our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on earth peace to
gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of kindness surpass our merits and desires, pour your mercy upon us. Give what we don't even dare to ask in prayer. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. As we're preparing ourselves to hear God's word this weekend, we hear from the prophet Habakkuk, who is prophesying before exile, and he's seeing the destruction already happening. He wonders where God is in it. Second reading, we've been hearing from Paul's letter to Timothy. We're now in the second letter. And remember, Timothy and Paul are very good friends and companions and leaders in community. And so Paul actually is quite honest and vulnerable uh, to Timothy about many things, including how difficult leadership is how difficult following the path of Christianity and giving testimony is to live the call. And so we'll hear that in many words in today's reading. A reading from the book of the prophet Habakkuk. How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous discord. Then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it readily. For the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our responsorial psalm may be found at number 1172 in the blue hymnal. Let us 
ring out our joy to the Lord. Hail the rock who saves us. Let us come into his presence giving thanks. Let us hail him with a song of praise. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, come, let us bow and bend low. Let us kneel before the God who made us. For he is our God, and we the people who belong to his pasture, the flock that is led by his hand. Today you would listen to his voice. Harden now your hearts as at Meribah, as on that day at Messiah in the desert, when your forebears put me to the test, when they tried me, though they saw my reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. The word of the Lord.
be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending the sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink? You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So it should be with you. When you have done all that you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Two advertisements before, we, before I begin the homily. Uh, first of all, just a reminder, as you heard at the beginning of Mass, this is the last weekend to offer your input and feedback in the survey for the proposed mass schedule change, time change on the weekends. So please, if you've not already done so, we prefer that you do it online if possible, but there's also in this weekend's bulletin, there is a page that if you wanna do it handwritten, tear it out, drop it into the collection basket or give it to one of the hospitality ministers at the end of mass, you can do so, you can do it in a handwritten one as well. So we really are encouraging as much feedback as possible. Final decisions will be made this week, okay? Second advertisement. Next weekend at all the masses, we are participating as a parish community in a movement that's called Faith and Blue. And so we are inviting Zone 3 police officers to come to our churches and greet parishioners after mass. There's a couple of organizations and movements that are happening in the city of Pittsburgh that actually have been, have come forth from the minority communities in partnership with local police departments. And the idea and the celebration that we're beginning next weekend called Faith and Blue is that there'll be partnerships that develop between faith communities and the, uh, those who are in the police forces. And the idea is that through relationship, we will break down barriers and we will bring an end to some of the violence that's happening in our communities and violence that happens and bigotries and biases that happen both ways, right? So partnership relationship so that uh, we can end violence 
and bigotries. So please uh, welcome the police officers who will be here. It is just a beginning, um, and probably what will happen as time goes on is we'll do it like an adoption where we adopt a couple of our local precinct police officers and they will kind of adopt us and have a continued relationship with our community. And so that's, again, to bring an end to violence all around. Commercial breakover. Faith is an evolution, an unfolding of love towards God's kingdom. An unfolding and an evolution of love towards God's kingdom. I have to admit, I really appreciate the honesty, the raw authenticity of the authors of today's scripture passages, especially Habakkuk, the prophet, as well as the apostles, disciples in today's gospel. Did you hear Habakkuk? He said, I cry out to you, Lord, and you do not listen. I see violence all around, and it seems like you're doing nothing, right? The apostles in today's scripture passage cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, increase our faith. Anybody who has ever suffered deeply physically chronic illnesses, watched a loved one suffer, right? Look around us in our community as we see the destruction that happens in situations like the war in Ukraine, or we see what happens in the violence and the shootings that seem to be prevalent around the world, but you know, even more so here in the United States. I mean, we have to some ways, something moves within us that like helps us to cry out or to groan to the Lord, saying, Lord, you know, really? Really? And sometimes it just seems like, are you listening? You know, really? Are you listening? And today's gospel passage, the disciples, you know, remember, we've been walking, these disciples and apostles have been walking with Jesus on the way to Jerusalem. And as that journey has gone on, the, the freedom and, and the beauty of discipleship grows and the challenge and the difficulty of what it means to follow in his ways deepens. Just before this passage we heard, uh, we didn't hear it in the scriptures for the Sunday liturgies, but in the 17th chapter, Jesus has just told them, when someone hurts you and they come to you and ask for forgiveness, you've got to forgive them. But when someone sins against you, you have to bring that sin in front of them out of love and say, this hurt, right? And so that and all of these teachings, these parables, this radical call to discipleship that I have been talking about through Luke's gospel for the last weeks and months, how amazing and challenging this call to discipleship is to live in our lives. If we're not at this point in time, as we're getting closer and closer to, to, to Jerusalem and realizing how beautiful and challenging this is, if you and I are not crying out, Lord, increase our faith, I don't know what we are crying out, right? Because it is just so real for us. And so we hear the scriptural writers articulate, express, pray to God as what we feel and think so often as well. 
Notice as the gospel and the prophet unfold, though, what happens. In the prophet Habakkuk, as cry out, are you listening? As the second part of that passage unfolds, the Lord actually replies. And he says, write the vision down in a tablet. Now remember, tablet's not a piece of paper, right? We're talking like, chisel this in. Put the vision down permanently. That the vision will have its time. It may delay, but it will come to completion. That's the reply that's given. It may not be happening or you see it happening right now, but it is happening and it takes faith and to keep the vision in front of us to trust and believe that it is. The reply in the gospel passage after the apostles say, increase our faith. Once again, Jesus goes into a parable. And remember, parables are trying to invite us in invite us into the interpretation. They're not supposed to confirm our normal way of thinking or acting. They're supposed to kind of shake it up, rip our hearts and minds open so that creativity, something of God's kingdom can actually happen there. And so he tells the parable of the servant coming in and should he sit down or does the master say? And then how does that servant actually respond? And he says, as it should be with all disciples, you should say, I am but an unworthy servant. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do and called to do. In my conversations and reading uh, over the last several weeks, somebody keeps popping up in my life. And his name is Teilhard de Chardin who, you can probably tell by his name, is French, (laughs) right? He was a French Jesuit priest of the last century. He was a paleontologist, someone who studied the history of things and people and species, right? And humanity, very very much partnered with archaeology who digs stuff up and try to understand, right? Paleontology is the study of of those findings, of the development of species and races. And and so he was a scientist, but he was also a priest and a theologian. And, And again, I'm not sure exactly why he keeps coming up in my life, but when that happens, I try to pay attention. Right? I try to. I think God's probably trying to communicate something to me. Um, so he first came up actually in thinking about what it means to get older. Now, I know you look at me and say, you know, I should, still should be serving at the altar over here, right? So I, but, but I am getting older, right? I, I am, I'm getting older. And, you know, I'm dealing with you know, my parents who are getting older, um, I have the privilege of, you know, visiting people in their homes, in hospitals. I, I get the, the, the honor and the challenge of being with people in life, death, and resurrection as we celebrate funerals. So I've been thinking about aging and getting older. And Tillyard de Chardin had this beautiful prayer. I, I should have brought it. I apologize. But he talks about, he offers a prayer to God about what it means to get older. And actually, as his body is breaking down. And at the end of the prayer, he says something like, as I get older and I deteriorate 
and my body starts to dissolve, may it dissolve into you. I was like, whoa. Maybe you have to be a paleontologist to say that, right? You know, someone who sees something over an extended period of time. But as it dissolves into... You know, I guess, I guess when he was on his deathbed, and, you know, he was, you know there was other uh, priests and, and from the order, the Jesuit order, who would, of course, be with him keeping vigil. I guess as he was very much towards the end of his life... Um, not being able to articulate too much anymore or speak and just really deteriorating, he, he like uttered something like amazing or fascinating. And his brother priest who was with him and says, Tilliard, are you talking about the life you lived? And he said, no, dying, fascinating. Wow. Tilliard de Chardin, being a paleontologist, was also, and scientist, also, of course, uh, studied and understood and, and, and certainly believed in evolution. And, of course, the, the biggest name in evolution, or kind of the evolution of evolution, was Darwin, right? And so if we remember a little bit about our education, who Darwin is, and I don't know too much, but remember Darwin's kind of big phrase or, 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 or keynote was the survival of the fittest, right? That, that we evolve, species, races evolve, and it comes through the fittest and the strongest. When they reproduce their strong genes, that creates a greater strength that happens for the survival of species. And although Tillyard de Chardin was, was certainly a, a belief in the science of Darwin, he actually also brought in another dimension. And he believed that actually survival and evolution happened not just in the strongest, but actually, and maybe even more so, in the weakest. He said the weak are oftentimes more able to adapt and he actually, from a theological perspective, talked about how we as Christians should be the weakest of humanity because you and I should continually be growing in love. And love is a vulnerability. It's an openness. It's a weakness. And so we as God's people growing in love should be the ones who bring about transformation of God's love and God's kingdom in the world because we are able to become more and more vulnerable and adaptable to the situations that surround us. Now, why in the world am I talking about evolution and Tilliard de Chardin, right? I cry out to you, Lord. Are you hearing? Write the vision down. It will have its time. It may delay, but it will have its time. Lord, increase our faith. You should respond as disciples, as apostles. We are but unprofitable servants. Just doing as best we can and what we're told, right? <laughs> Trying to follow. Do you hear that? It may take years and years. A deepening and a deepening of love. Think about how much love and how many years it took to abolish slavery. 
right? And uh, even in Christians, you know, it didn't happen at the resurrection, <laughs> right? Like, like the, the fullness of life, yes, it burst forth, but, but, it, but it seems to be opening and evolving and developing in our lives and unfolding for us. Think about how, how many years it took, at least here in, the, here in our country, right, for, for women to have the right to vote, <laughs> right? Think about that. It, how much love, how many years, how much time, even within the Christian people. Think about, it may take years and years and a deepening of love to, to break down the violence that happens between officers and minority communities, right? It may take years and years. It may take years and years and love, a deepening of love, for us to become Mary Queen of Peace Parish. It may take years, right? It, it is taking years, right? It, it may take years and years and a deepening of love for our families to, to be in the midst of all of our dysfunction and, 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 and our struggles that we have in our communities and with our children and with our parents, it may take years and years of that growth in love, right? It may take years and years. But we are just servants, doing as best we can what we're called to do. We're just trying to keep the vision before us as God's people, right? Knowing that it will have its time because faith is an evolution, an unfolding of God's love and our love towards the kingdom of God. We together profess our faith. I'm going to ask you three questions about faith your response is, I do. Do you believe in God the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, died, buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. This is our faith that we are proud to profess through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We offer to God of compassion and love our needs and prayers. Our petition response this morning is, Hear us, O Lord. For an increase in the gift of faith among all baptized, we pray, hear us, O Lord, for an end to the war in Ukraine and for all who suffer from the wounds of war all over the world. We pray, hear us, O Lord, for all those with birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and baptisms this month. We pray, 
Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. We go forth in union with Pope Francis's intention for October that the church may be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome, always living a spirit of synodality. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Clara Jane Roy, Claire Buczynski, Mila Ackerman, William Weber. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember today Mary Walsh and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those affected by Hurricane Ian, especially those in Florida, we pray. Hear us, Hear us O Lord. Calling on the love, loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing 889, Hail Mary, Gentlewoman. Holy 
us wisdom. Teach us love. Together with Christ and one another, we offer our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all, God's holy church. Accept, Lord, we pray, sacrifices instituted by your commands through these sacred mysteries, which we celebrate with dutiful service, graciously complete the sanctifying work by which you were pleased to redeem us. Through Christ our Lord, amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. You have laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed us in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you've made and to praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so, with all of the angels and saints, we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Indeed, holy Lord, the font of all holiness, make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending your spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, 
all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, and we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you have held us worthy to stand in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking in the body and, bl and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring us to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our bishop, all clergy, and all who serve and lead your people. Remember also our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we too may be co-heirs to eternal life to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Trust in the kingdom of God at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
Deliver us, Lord, from all evil. Grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be freed from sin, protected from all anxiety, as we wait in joyful hope the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but the faith of your church. Grant us peace and unity. That's in accordance with your will. For you live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you. Let us share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. takes away the sins of the world, blessed who are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Please join in singing 683, Be Not Afraid.
If you pass through raging waters in the sea, you shall not drown. If you walk amid the burning flames, you shall not be harmed. If you stand before the power of hell and death, he's at your Blessed are your poor, for the kingdom shall be theirs. Blessed are you that weep and mourn, for one day you shall love. And if wicked tongues insult and hate you all because of me, blessed.
together we conclude our prayer, let us pray. Grant, almighty God, that we may be refreshed and nourished by the sacrament we have received to be transformed into what we consume through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And please join in singing, Lift High the Cross, number 881. the sun.